We got more bullpen madness for you. Of course we do. What else is new? Trevor Story hit two home runs. I am so happy about that. Who the heck is Nick Delmonico? And should he be owned in more than 5% of leagues? We're going to talk about all this today on Fantasy Baseball Today. Who the heck is Nick Delmonico, Chris? Uh, he's a baseball player. Well, who figured is that. He's hitting very well in the majors, but um, doesn't have a particularly strong minor league background to uh, back it up. So I'm not 100% sure if I want to buy into it. All right. Well, he's on the White Sox. He's 5% owned. He's batting 396 with uh, two home runs yesterday. That gives him three homers and a hit in 10 of 11 games. Hey, are you hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. All right, so we got a lot to get to. Camber Josian got a save, and Nick Pavetta had a great start, and then he got sent down. He'll be back. We'll tell you about you. Darvish is back. We'll talk about Mookie Betts. Is he having a disappointing season? Well, it depends who you ask. Let's talk about Tim Beckham, superstar wide receiver for the Giants, and now shortstop for the Orioles, 66% owned. Entering yesterday, he was batting 484 with four home runs, in 15 games with Baltimore. Now he has five home runs. He homered again. Mike Exisa wrote an article on CBSSports.com, Chris, possible explanations for Tim Beckham and how he's doing so well. One, he's hitting more fly balls and making more contact in general with the Orioles. Two, this is the one you're probably going to buy into. He finally has a mentor in J.J. Hardy, who is a you know seasoned veteran who uh, said himself that he's happy to mentor Tim Beckham. And three, luck. 553 Babbitt going into yesterday's game. Of course, he had a 484 batting average, so I don't know how much luck had to do with it. Uh, what? Uh, you starting to buy in at all to Tim Beckham? Every day we poo-poo it, and every day homers. I just, I don't know. Like, before these, what, 15 games? Yeah. There was no reason to think that this was even a, rem- a player worth remarking on. A literally unremarkable player. Um, and like the most likely explanation is that it's just a a crazy good 16 games with a little bit of luck, but this is a former number one pick in the physical peak of his career. Maybe there's something here. I I don't think the, obviously the 485 batting average since getting to Baltimore is probably not. For real, but I guess you look at the overall season line, 17 home runs, 298 batting average, and you think there might be something here. Yeah. there At, at shortstop, at least. It's not the first time we've talked about Beckham. He's had hot streaks before, certainly nothing like this. But um, I guess if he were available, I'd have to pick him up. I can't say I'm buying in. But Trevor Story hit two home runs yesterday. Who, who would you rather own? Trevor Story, for sure. I mean... I get that, but he really has had a terrible year. And he's on the road for six games next week. And if I have to win next week, if I have to, I don't know. That. Let's see what Story does rest of the week, but I'm not sure I trust him on the road. Yeah, I mean, okay, Trevor Story's had a really bad year. Like, Tim Beckham's had a really bad career. Yeah, I know. Like, he's only on the major league roster because he ran out of options. I'm not playing year. for rest of season. I'm playing for week 21, though. I guess, I mean... I have trouble. I I don't I don't know how much I believe in the hot hand and you know if I think Tim Beckham's not this good why would I buy that he's going to be that 
I don't know. There's no explanation for it. Like, do the Tampa Bay Rays just have the worst hitting coach in the history of baseball? Maybe that's it. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I just, there's no reasonable explanation well, for someone hitting this well. He's batting leadoff ahead of Machado. No, there's no explanation for him hitting this well. But yeah. reasons for him hitting better. He's in a better park. He's he's batting leadoff in front of Machado. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could see reasons for improvement for, t- for I just, Tim Beckham. I have to throw my hands up and just say, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And a lot. look, this happens. These guys go on crazy streaks, but if we don't buy it and the plate discipline is still bad, two walks, 11 strikeouts, and 15 games going into yesterday's game, a lot of times they come down to earth. You know, it sort of happened with Joey Gallo. For a while, Joey Gallo was like, oh, oh yeah, you can definitely drop, drop Joey Gallo. He was cold for, I would say, a couple months, and now he's back. I don't know. Maybe Beckham will be that kind of player going forward. But uh, you're reaping the benefits right now if you own him 66% owned. I have a hard time believing I'd leave him unowned. But I I would do it with skepticism. I would pick him up with skepticism to see where it goes. All right, so we talked about Trevor Story. We don't really buy Nick Delmonico. He's 5% owned, batting 396 with three home runs. Five walks and 11 strikeouts in 11 games for the White Sox. Yeah, have you? Would you even look at him other than AL only, Delmonico? Just AL only. I mean, he's someone who had a really good run at Double A last season, but since getting to Triple A, has just been extremely mediocre. And I, I don't know if there's much in his track record to suggest that he's got a major league skill set. Do you think Camber Josian is the closer for the Angels? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's gotten their last three saves, right? I don't think so. I think his Middleton, last three appearances have been saved. Yeah, but I but he has not gotten the last three saves. He has three saves over the last week. I think he's going to get the most saves. Can't Fair. Trojan. They're in one not of these. Not necessarily someone I'm going out of my way to add at this point in the season, just because if he's not going to get all of the saves, it's going to be really inconsistent. He's gotten three of the last five, uh, but. But Middleton's been mostly setting up. Middleton set up for him yesterday. And Bedrosian's been pitching very well. Uh, all right. There are actually a lot, of, a lot of players to talk about out of the bullpens. Uh, I, I think Chris is probably pretty happy. Trevor Rosenthal was awful yesterday. Someone I'm, I'm never great. happy to see anyone struggle, Adam. I don't buy that. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I mean, are you better than me? Because I'm very happy when players that I don't like struggle. I, I am. I'm definitely better than you. Oh, all right. Well, I'm glad we established that. How you doing, Chris Towers? How you I'm, feeling? A, I'm just a big grump today. All right. I'm just not in a good mood. Computers are being mean to me. Mm-hmm. me Keith too. Cummings is being mean to me. Oh, come on. Really? That doesn't sound like him. Uh, no, I'm just... He, he actually has been lovely today. Okay. Uh, right. But computers have been my enemy. All right. Well, computers are your friend. No Scott today. No Scott tomorrow. So I hope you like us because you're going to get plenty <laughs> of it. Any standouts for you from Wednesday's games? Carlos Rodon pitched really well again. I mean, the the peripherals weren't super great. Four strikeouts, four walks. But the fact that he was able to do well against a red-hot Dodgers lineup, he's gotten through this murderer's row of a schedule with very good results. Uh, two runs, two, two earned runs or less in each of his last four games going against the Dodgers, the Astros, the Red Sox, and the Indians. Rodon's 81% owned. This is the time of year where... Since a lot of players in your league aren't active, guys yeah. who are eighty-one percent owned could be available in in a lot of your leagues. They wouldn't be earlier in the year. He's got to be owned in more than eighty-one percent of leagues. I mean, two I starts so. next week. First of all, against the Tigers and the Twins. 
Yeah. And I know the walks were bad yesterday, but he only had two walks over his previous three starts combined. Four straight starts allowing two earned runs or fewer. That's one of the first players I would look on my waiver wire for. I know it'd be a long shot, but Carlos Rodon has yep. absolutely got to be owned. What about John Lackey? 79% owned. He, since the All-Star break, has been pretty good. He's getting wins. He pitched six innings yesterday, which is a bit of a rarity. Uh, but he's kind of like Maeda and Ryu. Give you, give me five good innings, get a win. And, uh, yeah, Lackey, 79% owned. Yeah, I'd rather have Rodon me too, uh, than me Lackey. Too. I mean, Lackey will get you more wins. He is 5-0 and since the All-Star break. And, you know, that's impressive given the fact that he hasn't pitched deep into any game. He's maxed out at six innings. But mm-hmm. I just... I hope he pitches well when I start him, but I'm not running out to get to get him. I guess he might be a two-star pitcher next week. Yeah, I believe he is. So that that helps. I would definitely add him for the two-star week. And Lackey has a 3.06 ERA with that 5 and 0 record since the break, but a 1.3 WHIP. So still giving up a lot of hits, some walks. Yeah. You know, not exactly pitching great, but he's getting the job done. Um all right, any other standouts or I I could take it from here. Whatever you uh, like. I'll also throw out Nick Pavetta. I know you mentioned him earlier and he got sent down, but I believe he is expected back. Yeah, he is. For the next turn in the rotation, the Phillies have a doubleheader against the Marlins next week, so he'll be the 26th man, and then I would expect him to just stick moving forward. And he just he remains frustrating, but so, so interesting to me. Yeah, I can't pick him up. I just, he's been so bad. And there have been times when I've been excited about Nick Pavetta because he has a big yep. start, gets a lot of strikeouts, but I need to see some consistency. Sure. I, let me tell you, man, I was so excited for yesterday. I was like, I'm going to make up a lot of ground in, my, in our Roto League. Like, here it is. Actually, the last two days. And I need it right now. I'm in fifth. I have like a 2% chance of winning the league. So I need it from everybody. These are the pitchers that I had going over the last two days. Roberto Azuna was good. Garrett Cole, no. Cole Hamels, no. Edwin Diaz, no. Uh, <laughs> I think I... S- no, I started Luis Castillo, so that was good. Marco Estrada, no. Justin Verlander, no. I mean, I'm just having some bad luck right now. Uh, so we're, we're a grump... Today's the Grumpy Podcast. Good. Yeah, right? Everybody loves the Grumpy Podcast. So enjoy it. What else? What else are we pissed off about? Uh, let's see. God, I hate the new Chili Peppers album. It's not that new anymore, but it's so bad, man. When your favorite band puts out an album that bad, terrible. Yeah. Um, I would say I haven't liked a Chili Peppers album. Don't since. just don't be careful. Just be careful. Um, what's the one after Californication? Oh, by the way. Yeah, I oh, like by, that one. All right, good. You didn't go I that like far Californication, back. but I didn't. The, the I didn't like Stadium album. Arcadium. Stadium Arcadium is their best album. No, no, huh. no. Because here's the thing: every single Red Hot Chili Peppers album since the start of eternity is 15 to 20 minutes too long as is. And then they decided to make a double <laughs> album. Nobody needed a double Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I did. Just because a CD can fit 70 minutes of music on it doesn't mean mean you need to make 70 minutes of music. Chili Peppers. Uh, you know what? Good for them. They're good for them for giving more to their fans. All right, some news and notes for you. So, uh, you Darvish was removed with a back issue, and you just look at the numbers. 
He broke a streak of 125 straight games with at least three strikeouts. That was an MLB record, thanks to Ryan Spader for that stat. Darvish, uh, that streak is broken, and he was removed with a back issue. They're calling it precautionary. So we'll see, but um, you know he just wasn't himself yesterday. David Robertson got a save for the Yankees. Dellen Batances had pitched three games in a row. wasn't available. The Yankees right now are sticking by Aroldis Chapman. I will stick by what I said, that I think Batances would get most of the saves if they do remove Chapman from that role. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. It has set a single-season record, 33 straight games with a strikeout. Woo. He also hit a home run that was measured at like 450 feet. That was so much farther than that. <laughs> it was. I mean, StatCast still a little limited sometimes. He crushed it. Um, the This is big. The National League has a chance to win interleague play for the first time since 2003. Wow. They are currently losing, but they've got a chance. Got a <laughs> chance. Uh, the most boring player in fantasy, Lorenzo Caney, homered yesterday, so reverse jinx. Evan Gaddis did baseball activity yesterday. Corey Dickerson batted sixth. Brad Miller was leading off, and it wasn't even a lefty on the mound, so they're trying to get him going. He actually had a good game. You see Travis Darno uh, where he played yesterday? Uh, yeah, second and third base, just over and over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah, it's pretty. I funny. believe he got all five pos- appearances at both positions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that doesn't count, right? I don't believe. No, that's so. a joke. So they they started Darno because two of their infielders got hurt in warmups at third base, and when there was a righty up, they put him at second. And when there was a lefty up, they put him at third, just thinking, don't, you know, don't uh, hit the ball to opposite field. And it yeah. worked. Uh, they lost, but he didn't, he wasn't a liability. So I don't think he's going to gain eligibility there. Don't worry about it with uh, Darno. <laughs> Tanaka could pitch next week. Steven Vogt will likely be back this weekend. We should talk about that because Manny Pena has been hot. Yeah, let's talk about that. Manny Pena has been good for a catcher, but Vogt coming back. I would guess they'll, it'll just be a timeshare, and there won't be enough playing time for either of them to be much more than a number two really? catcher. And I'm not sure either of them has the talent to be much more than a number you two You think catcher. so? Because people were kind of excited about Vote, and I thought he was doing pretty well when he first went to the Brewers. He's only 17% out. Yeah, I mean, I think he's an okay number two catcher in a big enough role, but if, if Manny Pena's playing well, I'm not sure they're going to they're gonna give him all that much playing time. Yeah. I will see if they do start playing vote, you know, three or four games. Seventeen percent owned. You need to get him. Sure. Yeah. And CC Sabathia is going to pitch at Boston this weekend. Let's go to our email of the day at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. It's from Brian in Pennsylvania. Hey, Carl, Lip, and Frank. Now Lip? that Chris is a wonderful show. It's shameless. Oh. Uh, I've only seen the last two seasons. Most re- two most recent. But it's, I've never uh, watched it. My sister worked on it, but I've never really? watched it. I mean, this is seriously one of the best shows that, that I need to see. Like, it's it's great. Question. I, like, I like William H. Macy. Yeah, but he's, he's you know, whatever. Question is from Brian. Um, what's up with Mookie Betts? Down to 265. Now, he sent this a couple days ago, so I'll just update it. Down to 269 now, batting average. He can't be a first or second round pick next year, can he? Mookie Betts? Oh, Why yes. not? Oh, my goodness. He's a first-round pick. No question, Brian. I yeah, am throwing I think you, so. I am throwing this email. Look, I've been a little frustrated with the fact that Mookie Betts is the number five outfielder in points leagues. He shouldn't be. Like, just it's just not right. He has a, he has a 796 OPS. Mm-hmm. But he 
his plate discipline has been tremendous this year. 54 yep. walks, 56 Ks, 17 steals in 20 attempts, 75 RBIs, 79 runs, second most plate appearances in baseball behind Charlie Blackman. So Betts is number five in Roto at out, at points in outfield. He's he's basically doing what George Springer did last year. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Like, but a lower he's never OPS. actually the fifth best outfielder. But at the end of the season, he gives you the fifth most points. But last year, he was legitimately the best fit player in fantasy, along with Trout. Yes. Um, so th- there's a couple things. And I think his regression was pretty obvious to see coming. And I, I think I wrote before the season that there was a pretty good chance that was the best season Mookie Betts would ever have. Because he just had everything go right for him. You know, he, the lineup was clicking like it would be unlikely to do ever again. He had a higher home run to fly ball ratio than you would expect given his raw power potential. But yeah, I still think he's a first round pick because I think he's a five category contributor and there just aren't many of those. I don't think he's a 269 hitter. I think he's probably a true talent 300 hitter. Uh, And he's just had a little bit of bad luck. And the fact that he's number five, despite having bad luck, says a lot about how good this guy is. He's number five, but he is the number 10 outfielder in points leagues. And that is not a first round. uh, Sorry, in Roto leagues. The, that is, that but the not, fact that he's the number ten outfielder in in Roto with with a bad you know a, a crappy luck season yeah. I think tells you that this guy's really really good. He's so good. He's so he's a superstar. So yeah. this might be a down year, but there's also a good chance that the last six weeks are are huge for Mookie Betts. Please do. I I mean he hasn't been so bad where I'm going to say he's due. Nor does he have the track record of of Machado and Donaldson and Rizzo, but he's probably due, right? What are you laughing at? We're not going to do this again. No, nah, but he's the kind of guy that could definitely get hot and boost those numbers um, pretty quickly. So thank you for the email, Brian. Sorry to be so mean about it. In the bullpen, Zach Britton's not going to lose his job, but he's you know he's been a bit of a whip killer since coming off the DL. He has a 4.61 ERA, six walks, 12 strikeouts, and 13 and two-thirds. But how about this? What do you make of this for Britton? So... There, he's been in a lot of non-save situations because they haven't had that many. But in the five save situations for Britain since coming off the DL about five and a half weeks ago, three and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, one walk, four strikeouts. He's been great in save yeah, situations. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't, I don't believe that he's just like, all right, this isn't a game where the guy in the hole represents the tying run, so I'm just not going to try. But but you come on, you know there's the narratives, the old baseball narratives that guys. I know there's narratives, yeah. But they could be true. I mean, it, it's an adrenaline thing. It is. Maybe. Maybe. I don't buy it. I think you take the overall track record, especially when the sample size you're citing is three and two thirds innings. Like he's faced what ten batters. I don't think that you necessarily take the. F- full sample size for Britain, the full track record, because I'm not convinced that he's healthy. Oh, no, that, but no, but I'm talking about since he came back from the DL. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. No, I, I clearly think <clears throat> he's not the same guy. Uh, the strikeout rate way down, the walk rate way up, still getting a ton of ground balls, but even that's the worst it's been in a couple of years. Um, I just, I don't think he's the same guy, and I think this is actually... You know, we talk about, we talk a lot about how inconsistent and unreliable starting pitchers are. Uh-huh. 
This year has been a good reminder that relief pitchers are extremely inconsistent. You think of the guys who were drafted at the top, and I'm not just talking about the elite guys, although we did acknowledge there were three surefire, no doubt, elite closers that were worth reaching for. And one of them has been amazing. Wait and Aroldis Chapman and Wade Day and Zach Britton have been pretty disappointing. Oh, but I and think then you both, look at but the both, next both I think, are really injury-related. Sure, but that pitchers get hurt. Yeah. And then you look at the next tier, guys. Sungwon Oh, Edwin Diaz, Ken Giles. Well, a lot of guys have just... Yeah, they have. But, they, but they've been better than the rest of the pack, I think. Uh, not Oh. Ozuna's been good. Kimbrel's obviously been tremendous. Um, I just I think this is a good reminder that it's just not a very good like when you get an elite closer season it's really valuable but I just I'm not gonna reach for closers. I didn't want to reach for closers, but I wanted two of the top fourteen at the beginning. Yeah, of the I year. mean, how many of those guys have lost their jobs though? Not that the many. Top fourteen. Not that many. How many have? That's a good question, though. Uh, oh, I, San Juan O, Edwin Diaz, who got it back, but don't know what's going to happen with him. He was removed yesterday because he was terrible. He's walking everybody. Um, All right, so guys that haven't who haven't been the closer for the entire season. Are we saying with for various reasons, including injury? Okay. Yes. So Britain, the number two closer in ADP, the number three closer in ADP, the number four closer in ADP, the number five. Say, who, are they, who, are they, who are they? Who are they? Who are they? Who are they? Aroldis Chapman, Zach Britton, Mark Melanson, Sungwon Oh, Edwin Diaz. Uh, and then you get Juris Familia. He got suspended and then hurt. Uh, David Robertson, AJ Ramos, Francisco Rodriguez, Tony Watson, Sam Dyson. Yeah, but those I wasn't talking. Like Dyson no, but, and Watson. but that's that's still in the top twenty in closers, yeah. and that you're getting to the point where like half of them were right. just busts. Right. Yeah. And I and that's why I wanted to focus on the reliable ones with job security. I can't do anything about injuries. Injuries do happen, but uh, it wasn't so much reaching. I, I was sort of waiting till the end of the you know top fourteen ish and trying to take two of them. I don't have that many leagues. I don't know if I have any leagues with any of the best closers, but I sure as hell wish I had Ken- I had Kenley Jansen. I wish I had Craig Kimbrell. I wish I had Craig Kimbrell. Sure. Uh, Edwin Diaz. Yeah. Are you looking for a replacement there? I mean, we've seen that happen already before, so it's not the worst idea. But I just don't necessarily trust anyone there. Trevor Rosenthal is who? Like Nick Vincent? Would that be your? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Trevor Rosenthal uh, got removed after giving up a home run and a walk and two runs. I think one run was charged to him that uh, that was inherited. I look, he's he's been he's been great for a little Stretch. while. Yeah. I'm not sure he lost his job last night, but Sengwano has been very good in a setup role. Mostly I just I, think neither guy's very good. <laughs> But okay, I'm not. Put it this way, I'm not going out to pick up anybody in the Cardinals bullpen right now. Right, that's basically where I've been for a while. Like even when Trevor Rosenthal got the the job, I just I can't trust this. Oh guy. no, I, no, I'm sorry. I already own Rosenthal. I'm not going. I disagree with you on Rosenthal. Like first of all, they're the kind of team that gets a lot of save chances. Mm-hmm. They're a good but not great team. They're not going to crush you in run differential or anything else like that. Uh, but. 
you know, so I like having him for the saves. In fact, I think I'd rather have Rosenthal than Britton. Except now I think there's a better chance that Rosenthal could... Um... Uh oh, boy. Uh-oh. All right. News. Seven Uh-oh. minutes ago. Trevor Rosenthal experienced renewed tightness in his forearm and will undergo further tests. Mm, yeah, you probably want to pick someone up in the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen. Wow. Um, who? And this is... Pitchers get hurt, even relievers. All right, who are we picking up? I, I feel like it could be O. I think it, it would have to be O. Um, was Brett Cecil the other guy who got a couple of saves about a month ago? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather pick up O, but I don't trust him. I'm not dropping someone that I like for him. Hmm, wow. All right, well, I'm glad we got that news in. Uh, sorry I didn't see it until just now. Oh, it's okay. Brad Ziegler pitched in an 8-1 game. He hadn't pitched in four days. Blake Trinan struggled again. So that's a situation worth monitoring in Oakland. And uh, if that's about it from the bullpen, it was a pretty busy day. And are you hiring? Let me tell you all about ZipRecruiter. You need to get your job out there. You need to get the word out. Find the best candidates. You can't do it by posting your job on one site. You need ZipRecruiter, which will post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. And then find the right people for your job and make it really easy for you to screen candidates. And the website you want to go to is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That'll help you and let you try it for free. So businesses of all sizes are using ZipRecruiter. This will work for you no matter how big or small your business is. And it will get you the most qualified job candidates because, like I said, ZipRecruiter gets the word out. Twitter, Facebook, and 100-plus job sites ZipRecruiter lets people know you are hiring and doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. They make it so easy for you. So please go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike and you can get a free trial on ZipRecruiter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. More fantasy baseball for you. What was more can surprising? I, yeah. Wait, can I? Can I? I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. If a pitcher has 5.3 strikeouts per nine and 3.3 walks per nine, and I set their ERA over under at 1.47, would you take the over or under? 1.47? <laughs> I'm going to go over. Lance Lynn has a 1.47 ERA over his last eight starts with 29 strikeouts and 20 walks. Wow. I think we are officially at the point where we can say Lance Lynn is the biggest sell-high candidate in baseball. History. History. Wow. I mean, he's basically doing what Jason Vargas did earlier in the season. Like he's, his strikeout rate, I believe, is the worst of his career now. His walk rate is the worst of his career. Uh, his ground ball rate is fine, but he's got a 3.05 ERA and a 4.78 FIP. I just, I can't, I cannot, I have not wanted to trust it all season. And he's proven me wrong all season, but the bottom's gonna fall out. Hmm. Hey, listen, I, I just want to go to talk about Rosenthal again. Uh, John Brebia, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. He came in to relieve Rosenthal. Tyler right. Lyons is another guy that you should look at, but I think Senwano. Tyler Lyons actually. Could is a candidate. I'm going to probably lean toward O. But uh, I just want to give you all some more names to take a look at if you need a closer. This time of year, man, closers become available and people pounce on them. They're always on the most added list. 
Lyons is a lefty. Keep that in mind. But he has a 284 ERA, 14 walks, 46 strikeouts. He has one save this year. And he's he has been freaking lights out lately. So Tyler Lyons, Senwano, probably the two candidates that you want to take a look at there. All right, Chris, let me ask you, what's more surprising? Will Myers stole three bases in one inning? Or John Lackey stole a base? Will Myers stealing home. Yeah, I'm going to put steal in quotes. Yeah. It was like a part of a rundown guy from first base breaks for it second. It was a double steal, yeah. It wasn't originally a double steal, though. It was like a delayed double steal. Yeah, right? he sort of read the play. He did a nice job. But it wasn't a straight steal of home. But good for him. Will Myers is now the number 17 first baseman in both points and roto. 17 with a 239 batting average. Yikes. And I feel like that's just because he hasn't gotten hurt. Yeah, right? Twenty-four, But 24 home runs and 14 steals is not bad at first base. It's pretty good. It's okay. <clears throat> Last year, he was the number nine first baseman in points, number six in Roto. But he had a 697 OPS uh, at, after the All-Star break. And he's carried it over. So Myers has been disappointing. I know a lot of people say, should I drop him? He hasn't been dropped. 97% owned. I like him in a categories league. He'll get you some Yeah, steals. I don't think you should drop him. I think he's useful as uh, a corner infielder or a utility player, but he's just not a difference maker as a first baseman. Chris, it's time for a new segment. It's called, dude, look, I'm not saying I'm going to drop you, but your performance last night just wasn't good enough, okay? Yeah. All right, so I have five pitchers on here. Cole Hamels, dude, look, I'm not saying I'm going to drop you, but your performance last night just wasn't good enough, okay, Cole Hamels? Five walks, four runs, and six innings. He just was off yesterday. But eight straight starts with two or fewer walks before this. Can we uh, can we just throw it away for Cole Hamels? I mean, the strikeout rate has improved, but it's still 5.7 per nine for the season. Yeah. yeah. He's certainly not the same guy he was anymore. I don't think he's a high upside pitcher at all. He's been pretty uh, good since coming off the DL, though. I think it's nine or ten starts. Sure. But I... Even then, he hasn't really been Colt Hamels, like in terms of like the the run prevention has been fine, but he's still not striking near as many guys out. Since coming off the DL, I mean, he had one absolutely terrible start, but he has a 370 ERA. Now, if we get rid of the, that first start off the DL, we crunch the numbers a little bit, which I know Chris loves doing, and we just look at the last, for Cole Hamels, the last nine starts, 293 ERA. 46 strikeouts and 61 and a third. So you're right. The whip's been good all season, though. 111 whip this year. You start yeah, he's him. got a 245 Babip since coming off the DL. Uh, 6.4K per nine. Angels and A's on the road next week. You're starting Cole Hamels. You're starting no him. I just, I, I'm not saying Cole Hamels is droppable. I'm yeah. not saying you're benching him. I just, he's not a high upside pitcher anymore. I hate Jimmy Nelson. Dude, look, I'm not saying I'm going to drop you, but your performance last night just wasn't good enough, okay? Six and a third, five runs, three earned. One walk, seven strikeouts. His previous start was nine earned runs and three and two-thirds. At San Francisco, at the Dodgers next week, you're going to start Jimmy Nelson. Anything to say about him? I'm not even considering benching him. Garrett Cole, not good enough last night. Five run, Four runs on five hits in six innings. Nine strikeouts, but three solo homers. And now 26 home runs this year allowed by Cole in 153 and two-thirds. Over his previous three seasons, 29 home runs in 462 innings. He's almost matched that this year. 
But he Dude. did have a quality start in 10 of his previous 11 before yesterday. Cole Hamels. I mean, Dude. excuse me, Garrett Cole. Look, I'm not saying I'm going to drop you. Yeah, right? But your performance this season just hasn't been good enough. Yeah, this season. It's true. He's just, every time it seems like he's turning a corner, he regresses. And, yeah, I, I just, he's he's certainly not special anymore. No, Garrett Cole, can't say he is. I was very excited about him, but... He's been disappointing. He's got the Dodgers and at the Reds next week. I'm still going to start him in a two-star week. Yeah. Even with the Dodgers. Jacob Faria. Are you getting worried at all about Jacob Faria? 508 ERA in his last six starts. So I want to check his minor league numbers because he was he was someone who struggled with control in the minors, right? Yes. Yeah. Not so and much in the majors, though. That wasn't an issue at the start of his major league career, but it has been something of an issue of late. And, you know, we maybe batters are catching up to him. I'm not ready to drop him. I'm still starting him in the one league. I started him uh, the one league that I have him in. But, you know, it he's he's maybe not the ace we were we were looking yeah. for. Yeah. Faria, Faria, I don't know that he's getting tired because he hasn't even pitched as many innings as he threw last year, which was 151 minor league innings. But he's starting to go to the route of Barrios right now where it's like I still have them both on the team. that I have I have Faria actually in three leagues. I have Barrios in one. I'm not dropping them, but I'm not starting Barrios. I did start Faria. I don't know. I mean, he's going to have two starts next week. So Faria's got um, the Blue Jays at home and the Cardinals on the road. Probably be a game time decision. Right now, I lean towards starting him. Yeah, those that's going to depend on who else I've got because those are pretty middling. They're not good or bad matchups. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals have been hot. I know they blew it yesterday, but they've been a really good team lately. All right, finally, dude, Eduardo Rodriguez. Look, I'm not going to drop you, but your performance last night just wasn't good enough. Okay, Eduardo Rodriguez. And since coming off the DL, yeah, I've been very good. Now, granted, the last two starts, twelve innings, two earned runs before yesterday. But uh, but this is a guy who has one start all year of more than six innings. And it is not because they they take him out with 90 pitches and they let the bullpen do it. It's because Eduardo Rodriguez is ridiculously inefficient. Yep. How do you view him? He's 85% owned. I think he kind of is what he is. I think he's a high threes, low fours ERA pitcher. He's going to get strikeouts, but he's just, like you said, not efficient enough. He gives up too many home runs. I don't think he's bad, but I don't think he's good. Let's go to four up and three down. So with these four up, we got a, these players are owned in about half our leagues. Tell me if you think they should be owned in more. Marcus Simeon, last 28 days, he's a top nine shortstop, batting 324 with four homers. Marcus Simeon. Neil Walker. I think he's under-owned at 55%. One second. Um, let, me, let me get them all out of the way. Oh, I didn't realize that was the game. Yeah, no, I paused. It was a bad pause on my part. Neil Walker, 49%. Last five games, he's 11 for 19 with two homers. Last year, he hit uh, 23 homers in 113 games and only nine doubles somehow. Neil Walker. And Manny Pena, 790 OPS this season, 38% owned, two homers in his last five games. Simeon, Walker, Pena, are they under-owned? Marcus Simeon is. Is Neil Walker playing every day? I think so, yeah. He's their second baseman. I think he is. I think he is under-owned. Manny Pena, I don't think so. Uh Playing time, like we talked about earlier, could be an issue for him moving forward. And I just, I, I don't think he's special. Okay. I'll double check and make sure that Walker's playing every day, but they traded for him, and 
it's been VR that's been sitting. Yep. And uh, all right, he played center field. So here's another guy. We actually had four up and not three. Four up is Mark Reynolds, who's ninety three percent owned. Mm-mm. A home run, <laughs> a home run in two straight games. No. No. Six. I think games. he's been over owned for months. Right. I can't believe Mark Reynolds is ninety three percent owned. Stop I don't it. understand how is he more owned than Will Myers? No, Will Myers is ninety seven percent. But that like it's been a nice season for Mark Reynolds overall. The season long numbers look fine, but he's been bad for half the season now, yeah. and I just I don't see any reason a first base only eligible player who hasn't been good in ten weeks is owned like this especially they've got six games on the road yes right next week if you need to win you don't want to be starting mark reynolds do you want to be starting brett gardner let's go to three down brett gardner sat yesterday he's batting 161 in august with no home runs with a 179 slugging percentage he stole two bases on august 1st and none since brett gardner has been terrible he's 93 percent owned now he's had a good year 23rd in points 32nd in roto at outfield but this is a guy who often slumps in the second half uh, what do you think about Gardner? I'm fine starting him in a five outfielder league. I wouldn't start him in a three outfielder league, I don't think. Logan Morrison is 88% owned. Is he droppable? He's batting 219 with four homers since the All-Star break. Logan Morrison. Hey, Logan, you shouldn't have talked all that crap about Gary Sanchez. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This is, I mean, look, we have a very long track record of Logan Morrison being a an average replacement level type of player. I didn't fully buy this breakout. I mean, look, it, we talked about all these breakout guys, Yonder Alonso, Justin Smoke, Logan Morrison. Uh, who were some of the other like top prospects from 2009 who are having a good year? <laughs> Tim Beckham, not sure. that long ago. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, you mentioned, right? You mentioned Smoke, Smoke is, Alonso. Smoke's the one who's keeping it up. Right. And everyone else kind of has fallen off. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that, actually. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Be- it's like I don't know that that's probably that's probably about what you should expect. Every three out of nowhere breakout guys, probably two of them are fake. That that seems Ooh, right to me. Wow, wow. All right. Well, that's interesting. I wish Scott were here because I feel like he'd have a different take on it. I'm not prepared to be Scott. But uh, we're saying you can drop Logan Morrison then at 88 percent owned. Probably. If you need a two-star pitcher or something, there's a yeah. lot of them next week. So I'd I'd probably still. It's tough. I think I'd still rather have him than Mark Reynolds, but it's hard to say. I'd rather have him than Mark Reynolds when Mark Reynolds isn't at home. Actually, it's not really a great week for. Ronaldo Lopez might be a guy that you want to pick up right now. Fifty-seven percent owned Minnesota Carlos, and Detroit. Carlos Rodon's owned in fewer leagues than Logan Morrison. There's got to be that's some overlap true. there. If you could pick up Rodon, then that's like no question. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to avoid Fulton two starts. Like, I don't care what he did yesterday at Colorado, Seattle, and then the Rockies again at home. I don't know. Game time decision. Yeah, he's a jag. Uh, boy, I feel like, I feel like we don't like, this is the grumpy show. We just don't <laughs> like people today. Well, uh, I was in such a good mood yesterday that I had to balance it out today. Ben Gamble's been horrible lately. He hits for no power and he's yeah. 25% owned. So it's just a five outfielder league anyway, but. He was the most babbipy babbip babbip guy ever. I'm gonna guess you don't have any interest in Paul Blackburn, Jose Urena, or Clayton Richard. 
Jose Urania's numbers, like the ERA, the 11 and 5 win loss record, look really good. He's got like a 5 7 FIP. Like, this is the I, uh, most yeah. smoke and mirrors thing right. of all time. I was going to put a boy, grumpy show. So I was going to make a category for Jose Urania just called How Is This Happening? But I don't usually do one person categories. He's the uh, he's the poor man's Edinson Volquez, and Edinson Volquez isn't very good either. Let's go to the rotation. Talk about some better pitchers. Marcus Stroman, one home run allowed in his last ten starts. He's the number eleven starting pitcher in points, number twenty in roto. He has a one thirty whip. Do you remember my bold prediction? Cy Young. If not for Chris Sale and Corey Kluber, yeah, he'd be up there. He, he might would. be like top five in Cy Young. Just saying. Without those two guys, or he? Or I think he might be top him. five right now. Severino, I'd I'd probably vote for him. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think he he'd be in the top five discussion. It's not a. I'm I'm just saying. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. Not good. Not a crazy one. John Gray. My Doc Peterson top five MVP doesn't look so great. John Gray is he approaching? Like, are you going to start John Gray in his home starts now? Against a matchup like Atlanta, for sure. Yeah, if you said start him yesterday. Nationals at home, no way. He's at Kansas City and at Atlanta, so congratulations. John Gray is 87% owned. You're going to want to start him next week. Definitely. Taiwan Walker, 540 ERA in his last four starts and 8% swinging strikes. Grumpy Chris is happy about that one. Nope, no comment. I yeah, want to see everyone it. succeed, Adam. He called it. Uh, Charlie Morton had a pretty good start. Four walks but nine strikeouts against Arizona. I f- don't fully buy him. But at this point, it's like I kind of have to accept it. So you're all in on Brad Peacock, but not Charlie Morton. Oh, yeah. Peacock's got better secondary stuff. Yeah, Charlie Morton throws like 97. Morton does throw pretty hard. Uh, you know, Obviously, you're going to start him in a two-star week, even if Washington is one of those starts. Man, in our podcast points league, we talked about the Miguel Cabrera drop, and I put in a claim for him. I'm sure a lot of people did. I didn't get him. Somebody picked up Miguel Cabrera and dropped Ryan Zimmerman. And I had just not down with that, and I picked up Ryan Zimmerman. So thank you. That's an interesting one. Not down with that. I know Zimmerman's I mean, you been still like. Still have to take Miguel Cabrera over Ryan Zimmerman. I don't right? know. Weren't we like? Weren't we all saying, "Oh, Ryan Zimmerman sucks"? Like two weeks ago. Yeah, but he's hot now. I mean, the thing is, at this point, if you're playing in in a roto league, it's one thing. A season long roto. If you're playing in any type of head to head. One week or two week matchups, you gotta pay attention to who's hot. Miguel Cabrera hasn't been hot this year. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Ryan Zimmerman, just w- without the context of the Miguel Cabrera thing, I think he's having, you know, even the the slow stretch, the the July and June, like June he had a 791 OPS, July he had a 737 OPS, which is bad, but he still had five home runs. And he only had a 245 BABIP. So the underlying skill set actually wasn't that bad. I'm not like he wasn't special in June and July, but it wasn't like, oh, he's back to being 2016 Ryan Zimmerman. I think there he is legitimately a better player this year than he was last year. All right. So this is the Grumpy Show. And the reason why it's the Grumpy Show is because like we just had a lot of technological setbacks and I have to get out of here. So we're going to end today's show with uh, today's matchups, Chris. Patrick Corbin at Mike Fires. I, I, I'm the Patrick Corbin guy if there is a Patrick Corbin guy, but I'm not, 
not trusting him against the Astros. Scott Feldman and John Lester. Just Lester. John Lester. Uh, we're not going to start Sims or Jeff Hoffman, right? In cores? You know, I'm not starting Jeff Hoffman, but I could absolutely see him having a very good start today. We will we will start Chris Archer. Will we start Chris Rowley, who has a 169 ERA against the Rays? Nah. Okay. Uh, late games. Adam Wainwright at Jamison Tyone. I would prefer... There's no way I'm starting Wainwright, and I would prefer to sit Tyone. Severino, yes. Matt's no? Yep. Ronaldo Lopez and Tyson Ross. I'll start... I'll start Lopez. Here's a sleeper for you. Edwin Jackson at San Diego against Jolie Chassin, who's good against everyone at home. Are you starting Chassin or Jackson? He's not going to be good against the Nationals. He, he, not, I think he's already not. been good against the Nationals at let's home. Not oh, that can't crazy. be. That can't be. He's been good. I'm going to look up his home starts. He's been good against every team at home. Every team he's faced. Uh, he's been good against the Diamondbacks at home. Eight scoreless innings. Dodgers, five and a third, one run. Texas, no, uh, that didn't happen. Uh, Milwaukee, seven innings, one run. Colorado, six innings, three earned. Kansas City, seven innings, two runs. Cincinnati, seven innings, two runs. Dodgers again, five scoreless. Look, Adam, you can buy Chassin. I won't. You lease Chassin? I, I won't even lease him. All right, well, are you starting Edwin Jackson at San Diego? I think that's more interesting than you at least just seen. Edwin Jackson's actually been pretty good for the Nationals. I would rather start him than you at least just seen against the Nationals. I'll go the other way. I'll take Shasin and we'll fight about it tomorrow. And we're going to start both Aaron Nola and Jeff Samarja. I apologize for the short show. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll get your lineup set for Week 21. Thank you all so much for listening. For Chris Towers, I'm Adam Azer. See ya! See ya!